You're now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Hey everybody, Nathan here, Sound of Sanity, got Benjamin Salzer, the... Do you have a title? It's usually associate producer. Yeah, I know days. yours, but I was going to say the scholar who's a baller of reading is what was about to I come out of my mouth. I don't think you, I have a thing. You don't have like a thing. No. The man with a plan for sanity. Right, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Benjamin Everyone Soldier. knows my plan. Yeah, it's Benjamin Soldier. He's the man with the plan for sanity. We've got Jacob. How's it working out for you? So well. If only we had time for me to tell you. <laughs> if only we had time. <laughs> well, we, sh- we should have planned better. <laughs> Curses. Ah, uh, man. I used to have a book called The Man, A Man, A Plan, and a Can or something like that. And it was a book about how bachelors could cook for themselves using canned food or something like that. That sounds really sad. Yeah, I I, I never opened it. (laughs) I think someone gave it to me for Christmas or something. Like, here, you're a bachelor now on your own. You could use this. And I was like, I can buy frozen pizzas, my friend. It's probably my mom. I'm sorry, mom, if you gave me that book. Sorry, I never used it. Ben, here's a plan for you. Why don't you plan and then execute the plan of introducing the third individual that appears on this podcast? Okay, let me just make that plan real quick. All right. Okay, I got it. Got it. Okay, cool. It's Pastor Jake Mensel. Good plan. Hi, Jake. Hey, what's up? Lots of things. <laughs> is, that, is that right? <laughs> it was a rhetorical question. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, again. Like what, specifically, now that you are intent on answering? Well, the sky. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the level of my response. <laughs> so you're 12. <laughs> I'm here to contribute to the show, Jake. <laughs> Neptune. <laughs> If you were really 12, there's a different planet you might name, but you are not 12. Hey, also joining us, and you may hear from her. We'll see. So far, she's been pretty good. But my little daughter, Theodora, appearing on the podcast for the first time. I think she might be starting to wake up, but we'll see. Oh, she just woke up. She's looking at the mic. I don't know, folks. We'll see. Maybe I'll have to take her out of the room and give her back to my wife. I'm giving my wife a little break right now, if, if truth be told. So you may hear from Theo, but that's okay. That's okay. You'll you'll be fine. Yeah, guys, today we are going to do an episode that almost functions as like an infomercial, but it's for something that we really believe in and something that we've all worked on in various ways over the years now, which is a book now being re-released by Warhorn Media. It is called Man and Woman in Christ by... A gentleman named Stephen B. Clark, and I'm just gonna get, get, let me just get the pitch out of the way. If you want to support us bringing this book into back into print, you go to fundly.com forward slash Clark, sign up, and you can get a hard copy of the book. You can get all kinds of cool goodies and help us bring this book back into print. But why would they want to do that? What is this book, Man and Woman in Christ, by Stephen B. Clark, guys? It's a really great and really large book. Kind of works like a reference work on sexuality, Christian sexuality, biblical sexuality. It goes into a lot of detail of exegesis of key passages in, say, 1 Timothy 2. And does a lot of work staving off dumb feminist interpretations of the Bible. Helping Christians just nail down for themselves that, yes, God's word actually says what it says. And here's the implications. For community, And then the second half of the book goes into a lot of detail on sociology and how men and women are different 
in the ways that just you you, you get empirical evidence of studies the right. studies show and how you and how you should take all of that and think about it and how you should also think about well we live in a different society than say the Corinthians that Paul wrote to so how do we work out men's and women's roles in the way that he said we have to and there's just a lot of useful stuff to think about even if you just dip into this book you don't read it straight through which I haven't read it straight through but I've read a lot of parts of it yeah I would say if you're someone who considers yourself a culture warrior fighting in the culture wars if you've ever put a tweet out or a Facebook message or if you've ever talked to someone a friend or a coworker, or a family member about biblical sexuality then and you have not you don't have this book on your bookshelf then you are a warrior without ammunition <laughs> this is this book is the ultimate weapon for someone who wants to understand all this stuff. It combines, as Ben said, biblical exegesis, uh, history, anthropology, sociology, everything all in one book. It's also not a boring, dry textbook. It's an exciting, interesting, fun to read book that reads like a book that you might want to read. And yeah. So if you think you understand biblical sexuality and you think you have all your talking points and your ducks in a row and you feel like you just have all this stuff completely nailed down then i guess you don't have to buy this book or you don't need to read this book but actually this book has all that stuff in one book in a way that you've never seen before because it doesn't exist there is not a comparable volume you can probably think of maybe if you're involved in this world you can think of a few volumes that might you might think would be comparable but they're not Stephen b clark did the apotheosis of this kind of work <laughs> the best and the most comprehensive and the most all-encompassing that's right the most comprehensive and the most all-encompassing <laughs> it's both <laughs> <laughs> so fundly.com forward slash clark you can uh, sign up for the it's it's kind of like a kickstarter but we're not doing it through kickstarter we're doing it through a thing called Funly, so you can the forty dollar level. I think is the lowest level, and you can get yourself a hard copy of this book. You you can give a five dollar level. If you give a ten dollar level, you get a PDF copy of the book. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I mean, if you if you're not, I personally actually don't care as much about hard copies. I like having them, but if you're the kind of person that just would love to have a PDF, then we've got that price point too. So uh, buy this book today. Oh my stars! What on earth? No. We might not be able to sell this book as easily as we hope, Nathan. Not if the devil's advocate is rearing his ugly head. Yep. Who would? Who mm. could have triggered this? Me and Ben have been doing a lot of talking. My head is not ugly. Jake, did you trigger it the DAA? It's just large, but it is not ugly. <laughs> no. Yes, I, I triggered the, the alarm. You have a very shapely head, Jake. Thanks. The face, <laughs> not so much. But, Jake, you triggered the devil's advocate. I was just trying to do a simple basically ad read for this thing that warhorn media is piece of crap that nobody's gonna read why are we bothering printing yeah i mean is it is hundreds about? of pages nathan wait what? no wait oh, sorry hold on ben. I, i'm sorry about that i don't know what happened hide is emerging from jekyll <laughs> <laughs> all right fine the devil's advocacy alarm has gone off that means someone has to argue for the opposite point of view of what we've been arguing so go ahead okay so we're re-releasing a 41-year-old book by a Roman Catholic, which I don't think you mentioned. 
as no, if his Roman Catholicism kinda, kinda. isn't going to seep in and taint and and color the way that he interprets biblical sexuality. And it's what sixteen hundred pages. Nobody's going to read this. It's a uh, seven seventy-seven pages. Seven hundred seventy-seven pages. It's a coffee table book. That's all. So it's the kind of book that you buy in order to put on your shelf or on your coffee table so that you can feel smart and feel good about yourself and never reference. But hey, you've spent money so that you can feel better about yourself and feel like you've got some tools that you'll never use. How about we put our money and time and effort into something that's actually helpful and practical? How to be a dad or how to be a good husband and something that might actually impact and change the world instead of some dumb reference book by some... 40 some 40 year old reference book by and maybe maybe there's a reason it's out of print (laughs) (laughs) yeah like not a reason we we hate biblical sexuality and we don't want to read the best thing on the topic all right you made a lot of points there devil one of your points was that it's by a catholic yeah okay fine it's by a catholic the catholics have been doing the best work on sexuality for years to protestants shame they've been ahead of us. I think that gap is closing because I think this current Pope is garbage. I don't know that I've been a huge fan of any Pope, but John Paul II, for example. Now, there was a Pope. <laughs> <laughs> this current guy is good vi- the environment and everything. Anyway, point being, I think the gap might be closing, but the fact is, throughout the second half, at the very least, of the 20th century, the Catholics have been ahead of us on sexuality they've understood things like abortion they've understood and seen clearly things like transgender whatever it is the catholics have been ahead of us there are actually the ones that you, you don't go go for your your basic theology for your your soterology but for sexuality absolutely you go to the catholics and in this book you're not you're not going to find a bunch of stuff that you're not gonna that's not going to be helpful it's all good it's great there's a reason we're republishing it so let's just do away with that argument it's also very readable. It's not a boring, dusty... You both admitted that you haven't read it. No, I've read quite a bit of it, and I've liked it a lot. It is big, and I haven't gotten through it. It is big, but it's divided into chapters on different topics. Ah, a book that's divided into chapters. Yes. <laughs> Devil's Advocate. You got me there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> You're going down to Chinatown. In other words, it's the kind of reference book that you might actually use, and should actually use, and would want to, because it is readable. And you can just dip into, well, what do I do with these bad arguments I hear about First Timothy 2? Saying that there's no universal principle of women submitting to men, even in the church. Well, you have a chapter on that that doesn't take that long to read. And it gives you a lot of useful exegesis. Like, How many chapters are there in this book? 20-something? I don't remember. So 777 pages divided by 20 <laughs> is not a very long chapter? Help, help me do hey, the math here. Right, just because I can't do Mr. math doesn't mean that you're a good devil's advocate. <laughs> no, you're a terrible devil's advocate. Um, listen. About 30 pages. Let me tell you about some other books I've I've got on my shelf that I've never read all the way through. A little book called The Dictionary. A little book called The Thesaurus. Rajay's number two. Okay, so this is about as useful as a dictionary or a thesaurus. Great argument. Uh, well, very useful. Foundational, just like a dictionary. No, I, I, I will admit that I have not read this book all the way through, but I did own this book. It did sit on my shelf in like an old copy. I think I got rid of it because I'm waiting for the new copy now. But I bought this book a long time ago, and it's been extremely useful just to have as a reference, just to have as a bulwark, like, like what I was describing, having ammunition. And it's not that 
I would have it would have been better if I had just really armed myself ahead of time. But I'm a lazy guy, so I only armed myself when I saw a fight coming or when a, a fight had already come and left me bloody. So that's my problem. But that's not Stephen B. Clark's book's problem. It's got all the ammunition here, and I think people would be well served and would enjoy and be enlightened by just reading the thing straight through. But even if you know, you're never going to do that. If you just know yourself and you okay. Still, it's a great reference book to use as a reference book to refer to. So, ha. Okay, so how is this book going to help me be a better Christian man, husband, father, whatever? Like, it's going to give me anything practical or just going to make me feel smart? It's going to help me argue with all the phantom feminists that I'm always arguing with in my life? Or it's going to help you in practical ways. There's a big section on the family. Husband's role, the wife's role, raising children. I'm just reading chapter titles now. It's going to lay all that groundwork for you in scripture, but then it's going to give you like practical stuff to do and practical ways to think about your role as a man in your home or your role as a woman in your home. And and as you go, and and the more that you read anything that is just more exegetical, the better the the more that's actually going to feed into practical stuff. The more it's going to make God's word feel like oh. This has a sharp edge that is cutting into my life at the points where I feel pressure from the culture. I, I think my metaphor was a good one. So many people go into this battle unprepared. Like if anyone's listening and they've ever just been embarrassed at a family gathering by their Aunt Bertha's feminist propaganda, they know it's wrong, but they don't know how to answer it. Or if they've ever just felt, if it's a husband and he's unprepared to lead his wife, what do I tell my wife about being silent in church. She just asked me, if you have a wife like mine, who's inquisitive and energetic and actually wants to know the answers and isn't happy with just existing in an existential malaise, like I'm generally happy (laughs) existing in, (laughs) she's going to ask questions like, well, we just read 1 Timothy 2. It says I'm supposed to be silent in church. So what does that mean? And you're going to say, well, something. It probably means something. And this book will actually give you ammunition for those conversations. So yeah, we can imagine a lame Twitter warrior, and, and, and maybe I leaned too heavily on appealing to Twitter warriors at the beginning, because we've talked many times on Sound of Sanity about how lame Twitter warriors are. But anyone in any walk of life who's engaging with sexuality, whether you're trying to talk to your kids about what Scarlett Johansson is doing in an Avengers movie, or whether you're arguing with your but aunt Bertha... just invest in the book that actually connects those dots for people and helps them connect because man and woman in christ yes i think people should that's what we've been trying to say no i don't think that i don't think that book connects those dots i don't think it connects helps why not the book where people live why the 780 page reference book why not the book that actually helps them interpret the uh, scarlett johansson sexuality in a marvel movie or the book that helps them interpret themselves or... Well, because we're all running around in the Christian world trying to interpret Scarlett Johansson's sexuality, writing think pieces and things like this and arguing on Twitter and arguing with our friends and family. And what we need is actually the bones of that argument before we can actually have it. We need to, we need to do a lot more foundational work, actually. People are just so... Yeah, lazy and, and we yeah and we need to feel like god's word is actually feeding us at those points and sometimes we don't when we read passages about men and women and their roles and this book does a lot of work to make us feel like oh this this is this is like even 
to put it this way, the feeling of this text. This is what it would feel like if you were working it out. And this is what Christian community would feel like. And you realize that you also realize that that's another big benefit of this book is it's not just about you and your wife. It's like as a church, as a Christian community, as a society, as a, and as a society, yeah, as how, Christians engaging with a yeah. pagan society. This how book. Just, so answer number one is we need to lay the foundation before we can connect the dots. Answer number two is this book does connect the dots and you're being unfair when you say it doesn't. It, no, it's, it's not up to date in the sense that it can just name drop Scarlett Johansson. But it's, it's talking about all those things and how we should engage with them. And it will give you the keys to unlocking Scarlett Johansson and Mulan. And I'm a movie guy, so this is how I process everything. But it'll give you, it'll give you what you need to talk to your Aunt Bertha. It'll give you what you need to process even some stuff that wasn't as on the radar when Clark came along, like transgender stuff. Do we really need a book that Christianity Today of all things calls an ironic helpful book i don't know maybe maybe we need a book that a bunch of really conservative reform guys that you tend to trust called the best book of its kind well i'm just looking at the funly and the very top thing that right that would that would be a, a, a problem with your argument is that you're just looking at the very top <laughs> <laughs> well it's the first no it's not a problem it's the very first thing that you put on the page to sell it and it's a quote from christianity today saying this is an ironic helpful book and I just don't know that I uh, trust that w- when Christianity Today says ironic and help- helpful, I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, well, hard pass. I bet Christianity Today liked uh, Clone Wars. So, so there. Yeah. What? <laughs> they probably did. Yeah. Which it, just, it just goes to show that Clone Wars is not a high quality children's show. <laughs> if there's anything that they liked, clearly those things are not to be trusted. If a bad like. person likes a good thing, then <laughs> the good thing is clearly crap. <laughs> <laughs> When, okay, so Christianity Today's assessment of something that's helpful and ironic on sexuality is entirely trustworthy, is what I'm hearing you say. Well, when you put it together with Vern Proithris saying, quote, even though much discussion has been generated since, I think that your book still may be the best overall treatment of the subject anywhere. It is puzzling to me that your book, I assume he's talking to Stephen B. Clark has not received greater attention in evangelical debates on the subject. Or even better than that, when you put it together with quotes like John Frame saying, man and woman in Christ is a classic presentation of the Bible's teaching about men and women. For many years, I've referred to it, and I consider it still to be one of the very best sources on the subject, perhaps the best. I'm delighted to hear of its republication. So timely, given the current discussion. Some are suggesting that one's gender is a personal decision rather than a divine gift. Clark's book corrects such thinking and therefore clears the track for progress and godly relationship between the sexes, unquote. I think those are some of the quotes we might look at. So 777 pages to point out that your gender is uh, not a personal decision. Great. Cool. Yes, among many other helpful things Uh about sexuality. Mm -hmm. Yep. <clears throat> Got it. <laughs> I don't know how much I care for this devil. <laughs> hey, you asked you asked for it. <laughs> this is the best I can do. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What else you got? I'm not even gonna dignify an argument. Cheap shots here. That's <laughs> about it. <laughs> Make fun of the reviewers, make fun of the length, 
for goodness sake, do people even read? 777 pages of reference material. People don't even read. They listen to podcasts like ours. Let's do the podcast on this stuff. Isn't that what we do? Why don't why do we publish this book? Why don't we just tell people to listen to Sound of Sanity? Well, I think people Come can uh, do both. I think they can listen to Sound of Sanity. I think if they don't know how to read, then they're at a pretty bad disadvantage. We should probably do a Kickstarter for Fun with Dick and Jane. All people don't. People don't read. Well, don't read. It's a joke. It's a it's a, a coffee table status type thing. Do you even read the bookening books that you? Or do you listen to them? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you've got a bunch of books on a shelf that you've never opened with pages, you know, to turn the pages of. It's Well, it sounds like a good argument for <clears throat> publishing this as an audio book, which, hey, actually, that's what's happening right now. That is, is, it, the next is that what's happening? Major yeah. stretch, stretch goal. Yeah. If we make our next stretch goal, we will be releasing this book, actually, as an audio book and as a podcast, basically. We will release chapters of this that people can read for free. So we just want to get this book, whatever format you choose to use, we just want to get this book into as many people's hands as possible because we think it's that great. And yeah, so funly.com forward slash Clark. Clark. I don't know. You got anything else there, Mr. Devil? Not if, you know, this kind of thing you like. Well, I guess it's kind of thing yeah. you like yeah okay so if you, if you like the bible if you like john calvin <laughs> <laughs> if you like knowing what it means to be a man or a woman right if that's the kind of thing you like then if you find that helpful right you might not but right if that's not you then yeah there's lots of books out there there are a lot of books ready lot, player two ready player two is readily available as we speak i don't know there's just there, there's a lot of books you could be reading yeah there's a lot of tv you could be watching because people don't read anyway so right go watch some tv yeah 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 maybe you're more of a falcon and winter soldier falker falcon and winter soldier <laughs> no i don't know that any of us would watch that <laughs> all right end of devil's advocacy segment jake what do you really think about this book and this campaign i'm excited to be putting this book back out i think alex and joseph have done a tremendous job with it it looks beautiful i hope people will buy in and have this copy on hand so they can reference it and so it can strengthen them at the places where they're weak and help them be helpful to people. Yeah, I, I, I really don't think there's anything. I, I actually, I, I wasn't just being hyper, hyperbolic when I said I don't think there's anything really comparable out there. I know John Piper has one and I think Doug Wilson has one. There's There's some good reference books or books with some material of this type out there, but this book is in a good way now that the devil's not needling me about it it's very comprehensive and it really does cover biblical truth history sociology anthropology all that stuff it just it puts it together into one beautiful and easy to read package and i think you'll you'll just enjoy and profit from this book so go to fundly.com forward slash clark and secure your copy today sound of sanity a little public service announcement from us yeah and this service announcement was brought to you by us, brought to you by associate producer Ben, executive producer Jake. And the letter Q. And the letter Q. Q for... Quentin. Q for Quentin, someone that needs to read this book. Q for the Q in LGBTQ. A Q that is... Be queer. Yeah. Not a Q that we look fondly upon. And not a Q that... A cue that you're able to fight unless you've read this book. 
Okay, that might be that might be a little bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> Read this book, as Quentin would say. We should have just had Quentin <laughs> do this ad. <laughs> he knows how to sell books. Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right. This show is executive produced by me, by Jake, uh, produced by me. So is it produced by Ben. Go to patreon.com as long as you're opening up your wallet. Go to patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. We're trying to get that Patreon to $500. What happens, fellas, when we get that Patreon to $500? Finish season two of The Ville. It's all locked and loaded, ready to go. Just yeah. need you guys to push us over the edge. Yeah, please push us over the edge. Got three episodes of The Ville. Very cool, exciting stuff. Basically, feature length-ish episodes you're getting a lot of it's like another season of sherlock or something like that you're you're getting you're getting a lot actually there so and um, we've got let's see a hundred and seventeen dollars to go yeah as of this recording that's not bad not bad at all should be able to do it in a heartbeat plus you get to listen to fun sanity bites you can listen to us discuss who we would cast as the characters of the ville from hollywood like actors for two hours you can you can get fun stuff like that at patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity you can also get sanity bites that are uh, much more helpful and hard-hitting if you listen to the gay captain america episode a couple episodes ago that's the kind of thing that usually goes behind the paywall in this particular case it was on the other side of the paywall because i had a baby who is still here with us and has been very good through this podcast maybe you heard a little squealing or snorting folks she is a gorilla actually but that's it Funly.com forward slash Clark. Until next time, stay sane.